Youth ministry can be difficult, messy, and even awkward at times. This podcast is to help you embrace those moments better. Whether you're full-time, part-time, volunteer, or even a parent, we want to give practical tips to help unpack the weird and fringe moments dealing with youth. And now, here are your hosts for Embrace the Awkward podcast, DJ and Kyle. Welcome to episode 38 of the Embrace the Awkward podcast, where we have one goal in mind. To handle awkward better. Kyle. (laughs) Did I steal your thunder? (laughs) Wow, you're getting paid. (laughs) Yeah, like the scene in what movie is that very inappropriate movie where they're like, you're getting $1,000 and the kid's like, you guys are getting paid? I know. Whatever movie that is. Yeah. Yeah. Or the Millers or whatever. Don't watch it. I I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I've never watched that movie. Don't uh, Hey, this episode, we've got, this is actually a really fun episode. We're excited for this. New student trends in a post-COVID world. Is COVID over? Mm, No. no. But we believe that the future is about living with COVID um, or something kind of similar to it. We don't know if going back to preaching in an empty room will ever be a requirement. Right. But it's a necessary skill to have communicating through a phone, communicating through a screen. And the world has changed since COVID started. So we have some new student trends in a post-COVID world that we want to literally shoot through today. We've got a couple of them. And I'm going to start with number one. Teens are more health conscious than ever. Um, So I don't think this is to blame on Michelle Obama's lunch program. Uh, I don't think this is to blame on a lot of things like that. But this one is really obvious with, I think, both of our groups, Kyle. We've talked about this. And it's not just COVID, really. This happened before COVID even. Right. So I have more kids that want to drink just water or Gatorade or teas than I ever have before. Yeah. Every youth group fridge across the nation was absolutely stocked full with pop. Well, half of it Mountain Dew and half of it the other stuff. Right, yeah. And that's just... And now, yeah, water is by far the number one seller of my our snack shack, if you will. Right. If I were to get a couple boxes of pizza, what would be more popular would be just a, a thing of some, like a fruit tray. Yeah. That would be way more popular than just pizza. That's so different from what I grew up understanding. And having just pizza is kind of like, oh, that's it? Just pizza? Right. There's no veggies? No. (laughs) Right. Like with our, we have a meal that we offer as part of our our programming, and we have like a full, we've got like an entree and two sides and dessert every single week, and it's like to be expected. Yeah. And yeah, it's huge. Yeah, the next trend, uh, and this is uh, something that maybe you not realize, but Gen Z, which is basically teenagers mm-hmm. and uh, born after 1996 to about 2008, 2010, they have a darker sense of humor. You yep. might be aware of that, but um, I was kind of surprised by that over the so past true. couple of years. Oh, yeah. But if you think about it, they have been exposed more in this generation than any other generation to social media, media, um, gun violence, and... And um, depression and, and anxiety and all that. So their kind of coping mechanism is humor. And so their humor is kind of sometimes sadistic, but at least dark. Oh, yeah. I have kids in my group who go like, yeah, you know, there was, there was a girl the other day. She said, we used to do this. And uh, I saw this mom and her baby die in a car accident. Swag. And, you know, and, right. and I was like, wait, wait, wait. Can we go back to that for just a second? Yeah, like, right? it doesn't sound like you're necessarily okay from what you just witnessed. Can we go back to that for a second? <laughs> but they just, it's sarcastic and humor. Um, memes have definitely contributed oh, to this. Yeah. So what I would say is don't overreact. But that is a new trend that I think is going to get even more popular than it is now. Right. 
Uh, next one, a couple years ago, there was Spider-Man, there was the multiverse, right? The big, huge mm-hmm. uh, communication has just absolutely expanded into not multimedia, but a multiverse of different ways to communicate. Before, you could send an email, yeah. and probably most of your people would open it. Yeah. We have a ch- we have a church software that tells me what percentage of people open my emails, <laughs> and I let's just say I use every other form of social media that's out there to promote <laughs> events because it's not you have to send email, post a blog, send a text, snap, tweet, Instagram, TikTok, call, pigeon carrier, like yeah, telephone, like line tele, like line to cup telephone, Zoom now, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, all of the things. The church's communication style needs to be multi-layered and requires more work and resources to stay up to date. There are more and more and more platforms that are going to constantly be coming out, more ways to communicate, and we kind of have to be ready and able to be able to communicate on all of those things because it's not up to us to choose what ends of the earth we go to. It would be so much easier if people and students have email, let alone open it, yes, but that's not our reality anymore. Totally. Uh, a new trend, and uh, I hate to get political, so I'm going to uh, try to avoid uh, being political as much as possible, but more sensitivity to injustice. Mm-hmm. This could be racial injustice, sexuality injustice, emotional injustice, spiritual injustice, um, but people's words and actions are now watched more, and there's a higher expectation. Now, here's the thing. Should we lower expectations? Oh, guys are just going to be guys and jerks are just going to be jerks? Right. No. Not at all. I don't think all. we should allow that. So I just want to be clear. Right. Yeah. Raci- racism was never okay. Right. It was never <clears throat> something that should not have been addressed. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but then we get into this uh, woke culture or we get into this cancel culture. Now, if you don't know what cancel culture is, it basically means you did something that I disagree with. Or you did something wrong, I'm going to cancel you. So it's basically you uh, put really bad reviews out online or it's starting a trend of avoid this person Mm -hmm. and really kind of punish them through mass judgment, which I think is also weird and not necessarily the right thing to go. But here's the thing. We as youth pastors, youth workers, youth influencers, parents, small group leaders, we need to be more sensitive to that, particularly racial injustices, that it's becoming a bigger and bigger trend in the news source. So moving forward and thinking that we can't say uh, things that we would think is totally fine, we need to be more sensitive to, hey, this might be interpreted the wrong way, even if our intentions are good. Yep. And I'm not saying, hey, you you can... you. I'm so sad we can't make racial jokes anymore. That's not what I'm saying. Right, not at okay, all. Okay, it would be perfectly yeah. clear. No, yeah. Otherwise, people will cancel us. <laughs> well, and I remember I had a youth worker that was in college and uh, just used some language that, to him, he said, well, it's just not inappropriate for, for me to use this. And, but, and I said, well, it is for the students, right? Yeah. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, why would you do something that you think is inappropriate yep. for them? And I was like, that's, you know, I, there's no one in the Bible who said, hey, don't go around and do this. And then went around and did did yeah. that for, as part of their job. And, and they're totally fine with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. And youth workers, remember, what you post, like, or share is watched and judged very uh, closely. Oh, so yeah. be careful of that. Yep, totally. The next one, this is a great one in case that one was a little dark for you. <laughs> this is a great one. I have noticed a deeper desire for authentically knowing Jesus. Mm, I see students that are more interested in knowing how knowing God will change them, change their lives, and are less interested in entertainment. 
Church can no longer be a place that competes for the entertainment of students. Not that we compete to have the best show, right. but we compete to keep students entertained sometimes. Yeah. And that can no longer be what we do. And it, I don't think it ever should have been. True. Don't hear me wrong that entertainment right. is why kids should come to church because you're going to keep them with what you win them with. And, we, yeah, we say games, prizes, um, fun, loud, crazy stuff, that attractive model. There's nothing wrong with making your youth ministry attractive, but if that's all you attract people on, you're, it's going to be hard to keep them. Right. And so if you win students to why knowing Jesus can radically change their life, that's how you will keep them. But if you win them to a Dr. Pepper drinking contest, it's going to be pretty difficult to keep them. Through a so, sock. Don't yes. forget that. <laughs> so you can do the really cool stuff, the fun stuff, the exciting stuff, the entertaining stuff. We're not saying don't do it. We're saying be conscious that it's not just fluff. Your whole youth ministry is not just fluff. Right, right. The next one is actually having higher standards for visuals. What's interesting with the social media world, with the website world, that graphics or graphic designers is a huge uh, growing job market, okay? Yep. When it comes to the church, we have to improve what we do in how we promote events, how we communicate events visually. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, this is not fair. But that means more time and energy needs to be dedicated to this kind of standard of graphics. Right. Um, and so if you look at – if you follow some uh, other youth ministries, maybe more popular ones, Elevation Youth is a good one, you can see how they even have their own branding, and it's kind of moving forward in that. You don't have to match that, but at least improving your social media graphics and just graphics in general – is important. Right. So if you've ever signed up for any email chain from Youth Pastor Co., maybe you've heard of them or not, uh, you'll be getting lots and lots and lots of emails from Daniel at Youth Pastor Co. Everyone knows what I'm talking about if you are on that email chain. Um, but he said in a, in a kind of conference thing they did online, he said, social media, it's gone from creating graphics to creating art. Mm. And, and, it, and it's higher quality that's made that jump. Two of the best examples that I've seen, in fact, I think the cream of the crop examples that I have are uh, Fresh Life Youth. Levi Lesko is the pastor at Fresh Life and then uh, Elevation Youth. It's It's gotten, there's so much more media that's happening. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a new style. There, like we kind of talked about this in the last episode and we were going to, there's a, there's a higher standard for visuals that aren't just, you know, look like they were made on a PowerPoint or on a Word doc or, you know, with something really cheap. Yeah. As someone who used to design all of their designs and stuff on a Word doc uh, or T-shirts on, you know, Word docs or PowerPoints, it's, it's got to make the jump. Oh, this next one's mine, isn't it? <laughs> the next trend we see is that sexuality has gotten more complicated. Look, this is even complicated to talk about, and it really could be a whole series of podcasts that yeah. we are considering in the future. We're currently researching and praying through how do we want to uh, develop and share that because that might be the most awkward topic of ministry is sexuality in general. Yeah. So here's the thing. When it comes to Gen Z, which is mainly current teenagers, college students, 16 to 24-year-olds, okay, one in six identify as LGBTQ+. Okay? Wow. So one in six. Of that one in six who identify as that, as one of those kind of the spectrums, 72% identify as bisexual. Basically, that means they are attracted to both sexes or genders, if you mm -hmm. will, or more than one, if you will. It, look, we can talk about homosexuality, talking about 
transgenderism and all that. And there's some uh, encouraging statistics. There's some scary statistics. There's a whole bunch of stuff um, that we could talk about. But what we need to realize is that we can't just be, especially in our communication, because the Bible said so. We have to talk a right. little bit more about what does it look like of how Jesus interacted with people he disagreed with. Right. How how people who are searching for identity uh, in Jesus are working through their worldview of sexuality first before they ever come to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and there is a little bit more sensitivity, prayer, wisdom, discernment that needs to kind of uh, navigate these crazy, awkward waters. Yeah. Okay? I, I would say it's a whole ocean of awkwardness. No, yeah, and, and just look at the history of how people who— it's like the church has historically gotten offended when they purposefully don't create a relationship with someone, and then they can't, quote-unquote, change them. Right. It's like, okay, you never even tried to respect or create a relationship with this person, and now you want to, quote-unquote, again, change them. Yeah. So I I highly suggest to start researching, start reading books, start listening to podcasts, um, trusted sources, because sexuality will be the number one topic that are asked for teenagers in the future, if it's not already. Right, and it's also probably the number one topic that the church would like to remain silent on, but can't. Yeah, and I'm not even talking about just sexual uh, things like sexual uh, sex before marriage or anything like that. We're talking about sexuality, yeah. uh, genderism, uh, transgenderism, all that. That's a whole thing that the church is kind of not not really mention anything because they don't know what to say. They yeah. say, hey, don't have sex before marriage because here's what this Bible says. Right. And then we talk about homosexuality, but transgenderism and homosexuality are not the same thing. And right. unfortunately, the church has wrongly lumped those two together and it's yeah. a totally different world. Yep, totally. The last trend we have is esports is the future missions field of the church. I've said this more than once. You sure right? have. <laughs> but I guarantee you, Esports, which basically means electronic sports. These are video games played in a competitive, professional manner. So this isn't just on your phone. This isn't, although there has some esport tournaments on your phone. I'm talking about just stadiums are filled before COVID even. And mm-hmm. now after COVID, there's people are still just as popular, just not filling the stadiums. Mm-hmm. But esports right now is the second most profitable sport in the United States. The one that's the highest is still the NFL football. But it is now wow. esports is number two is making the most money, and wow. it will soon. What's projection? It will soon be the most popular watch and professional sports that is profitable in five years. Wow, the trajectory. So it is huge. Wow. Colleges are offering full ride scholarships to esport teams, as long with their baseball and basketball and football teams. I see colleges all the time picking up, like, hey, we started an esports club. My, my The college that I went to is building, like, a multi-million dollar esports arena on campus. Yep. Like, way nicer than the Fine Arts Center that I had to go to classes in, <laughs> but that's whatever. <Right>. But <laughs> High schools are now developing esports teams like they do basketball teams, football teams. They wear their jerseys around campus. I mean, I literally watched their – I'm friends with a coach of an esports team – Back in Oklahoma, and he talks about like, yeah, I have my kids wear their jerseys to school so yeah. that people can know they're on the team and see them and support them. And then I give we give students opportunities to watch the matches and blah blah yeah. blah. Professional esport players are being idolized along with John, James, LeBron James and, yeah. and all that because they watch them on a regular basis. Twitch, which is a streaming service, a video service for video games. A lot of it is also on YouTube. Um, but that's becoming one of the most popular apps or websites um, in the world. 
And so this is the sport. This is a area or a missions field that the church is completely void of. Yeah. Because I think it's so it's so new, and the church has been so anti video games because right. there's a lot of video games that we shouldn't be playing or right. definitely have not good content on, and so we just don't know how to handle that. Right. Um. And, and so this is something that the church really needs to embrace. And develop, and that's a kind of a passion of mine. On what does that look like in the future? This is a new trend that you need to be aware of. Yeah, totally. Hey, there are always going to be things that change, trends that change, students that change, pastors that change, leaders that change, everything. But thank goodness that God, His Word, doesn't change, is everlasting, and we're so glad that that's where our foundation is. Are there trends that you're seeing? We would love to hear if you've seen a trend with your students, your leaders this last year. We would love it if you reach out to us on our Instagram, email, Facebook group, whatever. You know it, at the ETA Podcast on Instagram. Uh, you can reach us in a lot of different ways. And hey, while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and leave us a review. Uh, tell us what you like about our podcast. And also in your review, will you please tell us what your favorite color of llama is? Yep. I like it. Thanks so much for listening. And thanks for being our friend. We'll see you next time.